0: Top Sport with Michael Abramson on SAFM.
1: And into our cricket chat now. Yesterday saw the culmination of one of the best Ashes tests for a long, long time. A real thriller minute match could have gone any which way. All four results possible going into the final session of the test match. In the end, Australia won it by two wickets to go 1-0 up in the series. Very, very happy to be joined for the first time since I've been presenting the show by cricket commentator, cricket analyst, former selector, a man who knows everything about the game of cricket and a man I've worked with on many, many occasions on SABC broadcasts, both on television and radio. Hussein Manak, welcome to the show. Lovely to chat to
0: you. Thank you very much for having me, Michael, and and good evening. I'm not so sure about knowing everything about the game because, you know, you're always learning (laughs) about the game, especially especially the way things are changing these days, you know. Yeah, I mean, now we have basketball. That didn't quite exist a year or so ago, but uh, there's always something new. But uh, lovely chatting to you. Thanks, Michael.
1: Thank you so much. You're always you're as humble as always, which I, I really love about you. You're just a a, a wonderful person to work with. Uh, just in terms of the test match yesterday, thrill them in a test match. People are saying test cricket is is dying. It's a it's a dying art. This match has certainly revitalised the game.
0: And, I mean, uh, you know, just watching that last night and uh, watching the end of the test match, and you think to yourself, you know, five full days of test cricket, and you get right to the end of the last hour and uh, the result could still go one of three ways um and i mean what a wonderful advert for test cricket uh, some wonderful cricket played and also played with a with a but uh, an extremely positive attitude all around mm-hmm. you know everybody looking for a result uh, nobody backing down um, and uh, that's really what test cricket about and so many of us um you know have had conversations around uh, should test cricket be reduced to four days because we also know that a lot of test matches don't last five days. They tend to go to three and a half, four days. And that's been happening um, more and more over the last few years. Uh, but, I mean, here we have a test match going the full five days. I think there was one recently as well, I think in New Zealand, if I'm not mistaken, and went right down to the wire to the end of the fifth day. Um, but, I mean, it's just wonderful. you know. And when you watch test cricket like this, then you, you really do appreciate uh, what the game is about.
1: Absolutely. Uh, I want to talk. take you back to decision made on day one by Ben Stokes that declaration to put the Australian openers in for what turned out to be four overs People looking back on that in hindsight saying, was that there was a brave declaration? Maybe it was a silly declaration at the time. But that's the way England play under uh, Brendan McCullum, as you say, the baseball approach that they take. They take chances. Often it's worked for them. In this Test match, it didn't. But uh, do you like this refreshing approach that the, the, the English team have brought to Test match cricket?
0: I love it. I mean, I really think it, it's a positive action. I mean, you know, nobody wants to lose, of course. But I think if you go in with, with the attitude of, of playing to win, then, of course, you know, they are gonna be, um, there's going to be an element of risk. But I think they, they, they do a lot of homework. They've, they've done their calculations. They've worked out. I mean, in, in, you know normally, captains wouldn't look to defend uh, or to declare on the first day. You, you play the first innings out and then um, see where you are in the second innings. And then uh, normally the declaration would come about in the second innings, won't it? So yes. you're not. I mean, I don't. I don't ever recall a, a declaration coming in the first innings of a Test match. I, you know, we often see it in the second innings where they'll set you a target depending on the amount of time overs, etc. In any and what the need is. But um, I don't ever recall um, a declaration happening in the first inning. So it, it it's extremely refreshing. I think it brings a whole new element to the game. Uh, it opens the game up, which I think you know for many years you've seen um, you know dull, dreary cricket being played. I know the amount of T20 t- cricket being played these days, I think it makes sense, you know, because so many of, and, and really what batsmanship is about is, is options. So, you know, traditionally, Michael, cricket, We when we grew up, um, we were taught to respect the good ball and look to mm. score the bad ball. And that's as simple as the game got. Um, and, and everything was built around that uh, philosophy, you know. Uh, always respect the good ball. and you know, the advent of T20 cricket, I think that's gone out the window. So now you need to try and score every ball, good or bad. It actually doesn't matter. And uh, players are practicing scoring options of every single delivery, even if it's a good ball. So, yes. so they have so many different scoring options. So you see Joe Root, for example, walking in and the first ball attempting to play a reverse ramp over the slip area, uh, and those are options that you know players have practiced during you know during the T20. Uh, cricket practices uh, giving themselves the extra options. So I think the game's very fast heading in that direction. I mean, you look at even T20 cricket, for example, where at one stage a score of 100 was good, then it was 110, 120. I mean, now T20 cricketers are scoring at a cyclic of 150. Yes. But, you know, <laughs> I know. It's... Uh, I mean, Death cricket is, is, is just uh, go, gone to a, a different level. And, and I'm pretty sure that other teams I go, are, going to, are definitely going to start. Uh, moving in that direction, so just, just, just it, it may well be a groundbreaking um, move from the from the English and uh, Ben and McCullum,
1: obviously sets up the series really nicely now with England having to chase the pace. We are. We haven't got much time left on the show. It's a very, very full show tonight. So I'm going to put the next question in two parts for you and ask you for an answer to both. Ollie Robinson has been teasing the Australian side when Lyon came out to bat yesterday. He says it's the first of the three number 11s that they have in their side with referring to <laughs> Hazelwood and Boland as well. So I suppose Lyon had a point to prove together with Cummins who re- regards this as his biggest test win uh, that since he's been playing for the, for the team. So that was obviously big news. But I suppose also revenge for... Uh, for England's win in a narrow test match at the same venue just a, a, a couple of years ago. There have been some thrilling test matches at Edgbaston in recent times.
0: Yeah, I mean, also what was interesting was um, the fact that the pitch took a lot of turns, didn't it? So when you look at it, it in hindsight, and hindsight always an exact science, but I mean, England went in with probably a spin of light. And I was looking at that lineup, and I am like, Mohin Ali is at eight He's the only spinner in the side. Okay, Root bowls a little bit of spin. Mm. Uh, did they get the balance of the team wrong? Maybe they went to the extra better. I don't know, you know. Um, uh, but I mean, you know, they went with somebody like Amorin Ali, although he's. Um, I don't know what their spin options were. And I, I believe that you know somebody like Simon Hamer, apparently, he's the, the number one spin in England at the moment, the right. County ticket and they don't really have too many options so they call in moyn ali so i'm not sure about the balance of the team but either way i mean edge did take a lot of turn they were talking the commentators were talking a lot about like the subcontinent conditions there was turning bounce but i think it was a, it's a wonderful wicket wasn't it so yes. you can see why uh you know a ground like edge and with uh, the type of pitch there was that you could get those type of um, fantastic results, but right. I mean, you know, what a fantastic way to start the series! It's, it's, um, and then you say revenge for the for the is there, but you know what? It's still a long series.
1: Yes. It is indeed. Hussein, wonderful to chat to you. I'm sorry we're out of time. We've got another interview to squeeze in still, but look forward to having you back many, many more times in the future to to chat cricket with me when we've got a bit more time to delve maybe more in depth into various cricket matters. Thanks so much for your time. Lovely to chat to you and enjoy the rest of the series. Thank
0: you. Thank you, Michael.
1: That's Hussein Manak, cricket commentator and analyst, a man who works very, very hard on various SABC platforms these days.
0: Top Sport with Michael Abramson on SAFM.